Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Oh, I am so happy to be here with you today and I'm excited for this topic. I kind of hum and hawed about it a little bit only because I want to start off by saying I am not uh, a financial advisor and <laughs> anything I share is just my personal experience. However, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I have helped over many years, actually from a young age, helped even my closest friends to do pretty well financially. Not pretty well, very well. And what I mean by that is this isn't a how do you get rich or how do you, you know, make six figures a, mo- a month or a year, <laughs> not a month, but whatever. It's not about that. It's a very practical approach to hit big goals that you may have financially. And I was very lucky to have been raised by someone who taught me really incredible um, sound financial knowledge. And that person's my mom. As a single mom of twins, uh, she had us on her own from the age of five with no financial support from anywhere, um, including the system. She was able to purchase homes, uh, build more equity, and then take us on trips to Portugal every few years and retire very comfortably with everything paid for, savings to feel really secure, money to still have, lifestyle. And so, like I said, I was lucky to have had that foundation. But when I got out in the real world, I realized not everyone has that foundation. And so I really just started sharing it, mostly because my friends would ask me. In my fir- in my During my university days, I ended up with $25,000 in debt, which now is like hardly anything for university, but the time it felt really overwhelming. And I paid that off within one year. And in that year, I also traveled all over Europe, Northern Africa. I got to go on so many amazing trips. I had an incredible wardrobe. <laughs> it was like, I was just living the life. It felt so good to have money after being in school for so long, but also uh, having those things and becoming debt-free at the same time. And so I found myself in a situation, um, again, just poor choices really well, but there has to be able to be very good communication around that. And if you have someone that doesn't want to talk about it at all, it makes it really very, very challenging. Um, but anyways, that this is not what that's about. This, that was just to give you a little background why I ended up in a situation that I had actually never been apart from when I finished university um, and had that debt. But again, university was more of an investment because then it al- allowed me to have an incredible job and to go overseas and make enough to pay that back very quickly. Um, and then later I took the same strategies while living in London. Um, I took those same strategies 
that paid off that $25,000 in debt. And I applied them to purchasing my first flat um, in North London, which was pretty incredible to be a single person and be able to own there on a simple teacher's salary. So now I found myself in that situation again, where at the end of a relationship, I ended up in debt. Whether it was my debt or not, it doesn't matter. It was in my name, so it was my responsibility. And I could either sit there and wallow in it or I could move forward. But I wasn't even really upset about the debt because to be fair, um, we worked that out and have I've had some help in that area. So I want to also be very honest and not be like, oh, I've paid it all off back by myself. Probably split that. <laughs> and I just, like I said, I just want to be honest with that. But I had a big goal of purchasing a home, getting back onto the market. And I was like, whoa, how am I going to do this? Because the market has exploded pretty much everywhere in Canada. And as someone that is now in debt and wanting to have a down payment and be able to apply for a mortgage and find that perfect home and all that kind of stuff, it's like, whoa, how am I going to do that? And I remembered what I did. I remembered the steps and I went back to them. And I have to say that in 10 months time of living on my own, it's now been longer, but in 10 months time, I did just that. I found a home, purchased it. It's actually brand new. So it's being built. I'm not in it yet. And that's why I'm not in it yet. However, it just got me to thinking maybe this information can help someone else. So there are definitely seven very clear steps that I take myself through when I have like this big financial goal and I want to reach that goal. And in all those times, this is like three distinctive times in my life that I feel like I've been here. And each time it's taken me no more than one year to get there. So I'm going to share these with you and I hope that some of them will help you as they've helped myself and they've helped many friends. And like I said, this isn't about uh, how to make six figures or anything like that. This is very practical advice that anyone can apply. So step number one is know where you are at. And this can be actually very uncomfortable, maybe a little bit painful. (laughs) It's the idea of, you know, when you get those when you get bills or you look at a line of credit and you just want to hide under the covers and not look at it and just pretend it's not there and it's not happening. So this part can be really hard. But the first thing I have done is I said, I've sat down and written down everything that I owe every single thing from maybe a credit card, line of credit, uh, whether you have borrowed money from someone, um, whatever it is, what is it a car payment? What do you owe? What are you in the negative for? And it's funny because it feels, it's one of those processes that you dread it. You don't want to do it. It does feel painful. But then when you're doing it, you start to actually feel empowered. You start to just feel good. Like, okay, so here I am. This is exactly where I am. It's whether it's worse than you thought or better than you thought, it doesn't even matter. It's like, okay, finally, I'm being honest with myself. Here we go. I've got my starting point. So that's number one. Number two is I create a spreadsheet and I actually create it on Google drive so that I can update it wherever I am. 
And on one side, I write down all of my expenses. So first I write down all my fixed expenses, like whether it's rent or bills, that kind of thing, things that don't change from month to month. So I wrote, write those at the top. Then I write down fluctuating expenses. So what I do is I allocate an amount. I allocate the maximum amount, like worst case scenario. So for example, for food, I write the highest amount that I'm likely to spend in any given month. So hopefully I'll spend a little bit less than that, but I write down the most. Then I write down savings, like two different types of savings, the savings that I need to allocate for like long-term, my future, it's the savings that I'm not going to touch. And then the next one is the savings for uh, a big goal. Oh, and then also, um, yeah, and then a savings for a big goal. Then there's like the annual expenses. So sometimes I'll put this under savings too. And by annual expenses, I mean things like, for me, it's like my um, health coaching insurance and car insurance. I like to pay those things all off on one, all at once. I don't like to have monthly payments, but I actually treat it like I do. So I allocate money into an account that is every single month I put money into it. And so when at the end of the year, when those bills come up, it's no surprise. It's like, okay, well, I've got that there and I just pay that off. And if you're an entrepreneur, I do the same thing for taxes. Anything that comes in before I even look at it or think that it's mine, there's an allocated amount that goes into a separate account. So then tax season is just no big deal. So I'll go through those again. So I allocate different amounts. So first it's the fixed expenses, those things that never change. Next is the fluctuating ones like your food, entertainment. Maybe it's good to even allocate gifts if you've got birthdays and things like that that come up. And then um, if you don't use it, it's great. That's like savings that you had for that month. And then I have savings and then I have annual expenses where I allocate money for that as well. And then from there, I at the very top have the amount of income that's coming in. And if that fluctuates, it starts at the beginning of the month at zero. And then as the money comes in, then I add that um, into the spreadsheet. So then by the end of the month, everything is balancing. But really, I keep track of every single thing. So if I have for example, in my food column, I will have uh, the expense, I'll have the allocated amount. And then next to it, there's another column where, which is the actual amount that I'm spending as I go. So I will create a formula where I just keep adding. If I bought a coffee or if I bought a treat, it's like $2.35 plus whatever it is else that I'm doing that month so that there is an actual figure at the end of the month. And I'm really obsessed with it. And actually, you know what? I don't know if you love spreadsheets, but I love spreadsheets. And it's super, after a while, it becomes super fun. I love updating it. I love playing around with the numbers. It's really great. And there will be months where I'm saving a little bit more than I thought. And so that's excellent. I just, I don't use that as extra spending money. I just think that's a bonus to save towards whatever my big goal is. So that was number two, is I create a spreadsheet. Number three is Ooh, this is a bit of an emotional one. This one is be willing to go back in order to go forward. So what I mean by that is when I first, um, after my separation lived on my own, I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? And I wanted to keep my expenses really low because I did have these big goals and I just wanted to completely transform my life. So I ended up renting a place that was not my ideal. 
Um, it was actually very nice in the sense that it was really clean. It was bright. It was a lo- it was um, like a daylight suite in a home. The family were super lovely, but I didn't spend money on anything, like no furniture. Like I had my desk, I had my bed that I had brought up. And then I had, uh, for my kitchen table, I literally had, um, my patio set. (laughs) Like I refused, I refused to spend one penny on that place. It was my transition home. I loved it. It felt like a safe haven. I was grateful. It was not something that a place where I wanted to have a ton of people over and that I was like super proud of or anything like that. It had a purpose and I was so grateful for it. And not once did I feel like, oh my goodness, I've gone backwards. No, because when you make empowering choices for yourself, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I was so happy because I was going to save a ton by staying there. And like I said, it was clean, it was bright, and it felt good in that sense. But nowhere was it ever anywhere near like the beautiful place that I had come from. I was living in a beautiful, gorgeous, brand new apartment, apartment. Um, in one of the coolest parts of Vancouver to find myself in a daylight suite by myself in a smaller town. Like it was pretty dramatic. But when you have those big goals, you won't care what anything looks like. You'll just know it'll feel so good to know that you're on your way to achieving the goals that you desire. So that's the next thing is be willing to go back. Uh, before going forward. Same thing with vehicles. Like I think of my vehicle and everyone's like, of course, by now I could afford a beautiful vehicle and I could afford to, um, I could afford the payments on it. It would be no problem. However, for me, that's not a priority. So you have to decide what, what makes you happy, but what makes you happy in the moment isn't necessarily what's going to make you happy in the future. And is it taking away from your bigger goal. So for example, yes, if I got a beautiful, like I would love to have like a Range Rover sport, like I can get it now and I'd feel really happy. But then my bigger goal of owning my own home, which actually will make me far happier, would take so much longer to achieve. And so we, it's really important to like sit back and really reflect on what is truly important for you. And there's no right or wrong answer for you. Maybe you don't want to own a home. Maybe your big goal is to own like a beautiful vehicle, whatever it is. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. It's like thinking of what your bigger long-term goal is and what are you willing to kind of sacrifice a little bit, um, before getting there. So that was number three. So be willing to go back before going forward. Number four is... And these are in no particular order. I just kind of wrote them down <laughs> like as I was thinking of them is finding a way to bring in more money. Many times we're simply just not earning enough, um, especially if you want to speed things up. So you may be earning enough for your lifestyle and where you're at and it feels good. But if you want to speed things up, you're going to have to find a way to earn more money. So for example, for me, I went back to school teaching. It was not really something I wanted to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love kids. And so it's not a huge sacrifice to be teaching and to be there with them. But that was not, that's not my first love. My first love is my health coaching, um, my podcasting, all my entrepreneurial businesses. That's what I love. But I had to find a way to make more more income faster. And the reason being when you move places and the kind of the trauma I'd gone 
gone through over the year meant that my entrepreneurial stuff took a little bit of a hit because you can't be in a, a difficult place mentally and running an online business. It's just challenging. Yeah, people can do it, but I found it really, really difficult. So I was like, okay, the, all the entrepreneurial stuff I can do outside of teaching because teaching is literally from, I probably leave here at eight in the morning and back by three o'clock at the latest. So it gave me plenty of time, including the weekends to keep rebuilding my business. So I was willing to go back to something. So another way that I made more is having, like I said, increasing my client intake. So I started to take on more clients and loving that. And it's, I was getting stronger mentally. That felt really good for me and exciting because that's really what I love to do. And also my network marketing business actually has been an amazing stability. Like I have been with uh, my company, with the Juice Plus company for, oh, I want to say 12 years, but maybe more. I have a feeling it's more, I, I think I changed the date all the time. It's been a long time, <laughs> but it's a product and a company that I've aligned myself with for so long and absolutely love. And so I simply just increased my reach on social media with that to bring in even more customers and build that up a little bit more. But the great thing about that is that that was a consistent income. So I knew what I was going to be earning the minimum each month. And then as new customers came on, then that was increasing as well. So be creative. How can you start to earn more income? Even if it's just a hundred dollars more a month, whatever it is, it's all going to help you towards that goal. And really think of it that way, that every little bit counts. Because one attitude that I find that doesn't work is when people are like waiting to make a big amount in order to save that amount. Uh -uh. It's not how it works. Like how it works is those little bits that you put together make a big impact. And I mean, that's so true for anything, right? Health goals, fitness goals, all of that. The little things really do matter. And dismissing those is a huge, huge mistake. So again, find ways of bringing in more income. Number five is sacrifices. Like little, I, I kind of wanted to come up with a different name for this, a kind of cooler word than sacrifices. But then I was like, oh, that's kind of what it was. <laughs> is Here's an example of the sacrifices I took like when I was living in London and I really wanted to own my own like apartment there or my own flat. I was like, okay. There would be times where I always took transit to work. So the bus, I don't remember what the bus would cost me. It was probably like a couple pounds at the time. And I would be like, okay, you know what? It's a nice day. I'm going to walk and I'm going to save that money. And then at the end of the week, if I had literally saved, you know, five, 10 pounds from that bus ride, I would take that money and I would put it into my account. And I know that sounds like crazy, like as if that's going to make a difference, but it's not just the difference that you're making in those five, 10 pounds that add up over the course of a year, like add those up over a week. It makes an impact, but it's more the mindset. It's more the energy shift that happens. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like I was living a hermit life and not having fun. I allocated again, remember on that spreadsheet, I allocated money for fun. It just was all intentional. But then there was these like daily sacrifices. So for example, instead of going out for dinners with friends, I would just meet them for a coffee. And so I'm having just as much fun being out with them and we're having the conversations and having a great time. But instead of spending 
40, $50 on a meal, you're spending five to $10 on a coffee, maybe like a little snack or something. So those, you can make sacrifices that don't feel so awful and still have like a life and a social life and enjoy because also you need to enjoy life as you're going along, right? Or else what's it all for? But there is a way to balance this. And that's that's what I did. And actually those sacrifices always felt really good. Like it's empowering when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting closer. And it just, it feels awesome. Okay, number six is, oh, cards. Oh my goodness. I will never forget this <laughs> amazing, this fun conversation I had with a roommate of mine in London. She was hilarious. And she's actually one of the people that I helped get back on track with her finances. She had literally like, I swear there was like at least 10 cards, if not more for various stores. And by cards, I mean like credit cards, like she would buy things with those cards. And so she got herself into this crazy debt problem. And I remember every time we would get paid, she'd be like, oh, I've I've got money again. But what I learned early on was that if you're from the UK, you know that bank accounts, the way they work is you have an overdraft. We don't use that so much in Canada, but the overdraft is basically like a credit card. Like you can go minus a thousand pounds, for example, in your account. And then when your paycheck goes in, then you go back to whatever, whether it's you go, if you spend a thousand and you made 1500, then you're plus 500 when you get paid rather than 1500. So when she was saying she she had money, she actually meant she was back at zero. So <laughs> it was so funny. We laughed so hard when she first showed me those cards. But you know, um, she took it really seriously and she turned her finances around. It was like within six months. It was really incredible to watch. And she was so happy and it felt so good. Okay. So what I do is with cards, I still use credit cards. Um, one, because credit cards are pretty cool for having things like travel insurance and certain coverages and points and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely use my credit card, but I always, like literally always pay it off on the same day. So I'll come home and I know the exact amount that I've spent. And so I just transfer that money onto the credit card, whether it's showing up there yet or not. And so my card is always at zero. And that way you're building up your credit rating, um, but you're also paying things off and you're not, you don't have this like surprise bill at the end of the month. So if you're going to use a card and you think you're disciplined enough to do that and not get yourself into trouble, it's, it's worth it. There's like a lot of benefits to having it. Okay. So that was number six. Number seven is the final one. I'm sure I have more, but these were like the top seven, um, is pay off debt. This is what I did for myself. Anyways, I paid off debt and I, saved at the same time. Now, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor, so don't <laughs> like you might have a different strategy or have heard different approaches and that's totally cool. Different things work for different folks. I'm just sharing what works for me, but I'm not a huge fan of just paying off debt all at once. I'm a fan of saving at the same time. So here's how how it's really worked in my benefit this time around is when I went to apply for my mortgage and found a home that I wanted, I needed to have that deposit to put down on that home or I wouldn't have been able to get it. Yet I still had a little bit of debt and it wasn't a whole lot, but I did still have some debt that was again being shared to pay pay off. Uh, but that didn't stop me from getting approved 
for the mortgage. And it didn't stop me from having that income or that a set amount as the deposit. And so I was able to uh, get started on my goal and purchase that home before actually being completely debt free. Whereas if I thought, you know what, I'm just going to wait till I'm debt free and then accumulate that money and then buy my home. Well, by then I could have easily just been priced out of the market because the market is, was going high really quickly. It's still growing. And when you're on your own, it's always a little more difficult than having two incomes. And so I feel like I got into the market, like at a really good time and just kind of on time. So that's the benefit of doing both at the same time. Now I still hit that, um, debt aggressively, but I hit the savings just as aggressively. So that's my advice for how I do that. Okay. So let me review those. So number one is know exactly where you're at. It's painful, but so beautiful too. Number two is spreadsheet track every single thing you did like every single thing, every penny. Number three, be willing to go backwards in order to go forward. So if it means going from living in a beautiful place to going into living in a place that um, is still good for you, you don't want to be super miserable or anything like that, but a place that is just going to be um, less expensive for you for now so that you can take the leap forward later. Number four is find ways to bring in more income. There are so many great opportunities now there's really no excuse to not bring in more income. If you want to know more about network marketing and why the company I'm with is provides such a stable income where you don't have to be selling all the time, but you're literally looking after and caring for people, um, send me a message and I'm happy to share that with you. I love, I love it so much. So there's lots of options, whether you do that or not, there's lots of options out there that will align with, um, with what, what is important to you. Okay. Number five is sacrifices. Be willing to make those sacrifices. Uh, walk when you can, uh, you know, you can save on gas or save on transport, whatever it is, rather than eating big meals out, you go for coffees instead. And maybe rather than going on a huge vacation to Europe, maybe you explore in your own area for this year, whatever it is, look to see where you can make sacrifices that are still going to give you lifestyle and you're still going to enjoy life. It's not about like, um, being a martyr or anything like that, but look to see where you can make some different choices that will really help boost you forward. Number six is if you are using cards, uh, which I recommend doing, I think it's a great way to bring up your credit. Make sure that you pay them off before the end of the month, before you even get it, because those things add up fast and you're like, whoa, all of a sudden before you know it, it, you're paying off more than what you realized you had. And then number seven is pay off debt and save at the same time. Attack both as aggressively as you possibly can. All right, my friends. So that's what I wanted to share. Like I said, it's a little bit different, but it has. I have helped a lot of friends that way. I've helped myself now several times with it. If this is something that speaks to you or that will help you too, I would so love to hear from you. Send me a message. You can Instagram me at RoccoFit or you can send me an email, contact at RoccoFit.com. Uh, if this was of massive value, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really would mean the world. If you have a hard time leaving the review or can't figure it out, just pop me a little message and I'll walk you through it as well. But it really does help to get this podcast out and keeps me motivated and going as well because we all need a little feedback now and again. Okay, beautiful friend, have an amazing week and I will talk to you. Thank you so much for listening in today. 
I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new, if you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.